0: Hey, it's me. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Paul Leslie Hour. I'm saddened that Dr. John has passed away. One of the greats in American music, every bit an icon. The legendary Dr. John was born Malcolm John Ribinac. He was also called the Night Tripper. A singer, pianist, songwriter, composer, recording artist... Dr. John was an inductee of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Louisiana Music Hall of Fame, the recipient of several Grammys. He wrote and performed a very unique blend of music. It frequently had the flavor of his native New Orleans. It was a blend of rock, blues, some boogie-woogie, jazz, and I have to say, seeing him in concert, what an incredible entertainer a great showman. This interview that I did with Dr. John was filmed backstage. It was March 2013, I believe. It was at the Variety Playhouse in Atlanta, Georgia. Dr. John, a very cool guy. I remember sitting on this couch with him and it was just so relaxing to talk to him. You just knew this is a real guy. This is someone down to earth, a very special person. If you want to watch the Dr. John interview, it's on YouTube. You can probably also find it if you search on com. I hope you all enjoy listening to this audio version of that interview. I hope you all keep the memory of Dr. John alive and search for and continue listening to his great recordings.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the man I'm sitting down with, The legendary Dr. John, Grammy Award-winning Dr. John, Louisiana Music Hall of Fame. Dr. John, it's a great pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. Hey, thank you. I want you to take us back. Tell us about the music you heard playing around the house growing up. Uh, Well,
2: when I was growing up, my father sold records. I heard a lot of music that a lot of people didn't get to hear because before I saw four kind of records. That was race records, which was rhythm and blues and blues. Then there was jazz, which was bebop, and there was traditional jazz and Afro Cuban music. Then there was spiritual music which was gospel music, and, and then there was hillbilly music, which was now called country and western music. But that was the four kind of music, so... And, uh, I just was attracted to a lot of... Like... Basically, uh... uh I wasn't as crazy about the country and Western or the Hillbilly, as they called it then. as the yeah. Western by then, but I loved, uh, I remember, I loved Big Joe China and a lot of them kind of people, this was like in the 40s, and, and it was like, uh, when Big Joe China made Pony Brown just made me want to play music. And even though I heard this guy down there at the corner, the joint from, from where I lived down and over Paul was And he was name was Woo Woo. And he was playing piano in X show up and I would never get to do that. <laughs> so I just went on and started guitar. And I was blessed to hear Great guitar teachers, A.J. Gomez, and then I had uh, a guy named Papoose who played with Dave Bartholomew and Fast Down on and then I had a guy named Mark Mantra. And, uh, Roy turned me on to all kind of music I'd never heard before, like from Vancouver music. And a lot of jazz guitar players, and it was like he was really took me all over the place with hearing music. It had a big effect
1: on me. I wanted to ask you, you just mentioned a second ago about Fat Domino. Tell us about his influence on you and his importance just in general
2: to American music. It's funny, but uh, you know... uh, uh, Antoine was never as big in New Orleans as Smiley Lewis was. In the city of New Orleans, he was in a big, I mean, maybe later he got bigger, but early on. But, uh, uh, Smiley Lewis was really bigger. And it was weird, you know, because the people outside of New Orleans always looked at Antoine being like a big store. But in his own hometown, it, it, at least early on, he, he wasn't considered oh, that's as that's big as smiley, smiley. But uh, Dave Bathani produced them both and did a great job with both of them. And they both made great records. But uh, Antoine, that first record he had at the Fat Man, which was a a, a, a twisted out version on the Junkie Blues, but it was a great record, and he made it into his own story, mm-hmm. and that, I thought it was kind of cool. And but it was a came out of a champion Jack Dupree song, who was also from the one
1: night more than walls. I love cats like that, you know. Mm-hmm. There, there have been so many artists that you recorded with or performed with, everybody from, uh, you know, the Black Keys band member. Harry Connick Jr., when you recorded that, uh, you know what it means to Miss New Orleans. Can you think of an artist that's been the most fun for you to work with? Well, I liked uh, some of the stuff
2: I, I, I did with so I liked some of the stuff I did with Dolly Parton. I went some stuff I there were all kind of different artists. And uh, you know, but I just I love playing music and I and I used to I, I used to love like my old partner, humor. Crack and just passed away yesterday. And he he used to get me on sessions and for, like uh, uh Trying Donny with Donnie Hathaway and uh what was it, girl he used to make the words with uh talking
1: about Roberta Flack?
2: Yeah, Roberta yeah. and Donnie. And Hugh McCracken sent me on some sessions with them and uh to go play with Cornel Dupree, who was been like, studio guitar player plus and all and but it was a good time, you know, and, and I always remember one session because Roberta was getting some kind of clothes for a birthday party or something, and it she, it she looked like she had a, 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 a birthday present on her head, and I was trying not to laugh, and, and Cornel Dupree was telling me all this stuff to make me laugh. Just a uh, whole field, But that's what we all did for fun back in the days, you know. But it was all good stuff, you know. But I, I had a lot of fun doing all every one of them sessions I used to do. You know, uh, I, I loved doing sessions in California with Larry Williams and with with uh, uh, Johnny Guitar Watson and just... Renee Hall. I mean, Renee was a a ball when I I was in California because he was like, man, not only did he arrange changes going to come for Sam Cooke, but he did a lot of other great records. And uh, he was just a special guy, and he happened to be from Thibodeau, Louisiana, but he was like, sort of. Things that when I got to California, like Earl Palmer was out there, and the players Johnson and his brother Ray Johnson, who wrote tons of early uh, doo-wop records. And uh, these guys, like, players used to be on all of the Henry Mancini movies, and Earl Palmer would be playing drums on it. But I loved all. Uh, you know it was just fun sessions to be on.
1: what about some of the, the modern acts and the modern artists is there anyone that you'd really like to work with
2: uh, you know if when I hear somebody like the other night I just saw an old friend of mine who or Ed Fletcher real name but he was a uh, he produced the early hip hop record on me, and uh, I thought that uh, he was a really special guy. But in the since then, there's there's been a lot of youngsters that's coming up in that direction. That's something different, mm-hmm. and but there's I was amazed like. There was guys in New Orleans that I knew from some when they were kids. And uh, one of them I tried to get him on a record to do with David Baudolomew and myself. Uh, we were doing a record called uh, New Orleans, Do That, daughter Other. And uh, we were trying to get this guy, uh, I'm trying to think of his name, but... Uh, He he had a big record out at the time, but he just. He, every time I talked to him, it was some weird thing. And between him and Fast Diamond, I was trying to get a boat on this session. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get either one of them. And this guy went to the penitentiary right after that. it's how life goes, you know, you never know what you're dealing with until you get there.
1: I wanted to ask you about the, the late, great Doc Poss. You worked with him. Okay. What was that experience like?
2: Well, I wrote a gang and a half of songs with Doc. I, I guess we wrote probably thousand fifteen hundred songs, I don't even know, but we wrote a lot of songs together. And, uh, it was, uh, Doc was a special guy to write with. And, uh, I loved, that uh, an album that we did with Johnny Adams doing a tribute to Doc Balmas. That was one of them. Uh, Johnny Adams was one of, like, an act that me and Edgar Blanche when we worked with Joe Rufina back in the days when Erma This was a big act, and, uh, well, Johnny Adams was a bigger act that day. Erma got bigger later, but at the time, and Johnny, got, you know, did real good, And uh, but Gary yeah. Gordy came in to buy one of his records, and of course sure, didn't know who he was, and so did Gary Gordy. Actually, throw him out of his office.
1: Goodness. And that's how life goes. What about a, a future record? Right. Are you working on recording a new album? Well, I've been
2: trying to do this. Uh, 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 and, and I was going to call it props to Pops the uh, Pops, but I wanted to do a tribute to Louis Armstrong. But I've been having a lot of trouble getting this record going and together. Like, hopefully, maybe my do that a be other thing. But I'm trying to do I got a lot of ideas always in my head. But that's one. Uh, we played a gig at the Brooklyn Academy and we were supposed to do another at
1: the Hollywood
2: Bowl. But I don't want to just do a separated
1: record from that. You know? Tell us about the significance of Louis Armstrong on American music? Well,
2: I think he was the only ambassador to the world he ever had from the United States. And uh, when I signed up with Joe Blazer in 1967, same he had beaten me and already, uh, that we both had a, a, a good connection. Got, uh, uh, and, 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 I wish I had listened to Joe Glaze, I'd probably be scoring movies and doing all of them, and making commercials more than I ever did. But, uh, he was into all of that, and, yeah. I, and I missed my shot at it big time, but hopefully maybe i get another shot at it somewhere.
1: I wanted to ask you about Sarah Morrow, the musical director for your band. How did you come to meet her? Well, actually, she
2: was going to score a movie that I had wrote some songs in, and it was after Katrina, but it was like a little movie that they were going to show, and it was called Napoleonic, and by Louisiana it's was Napoleonic called Justice. And I wrote these two songs for this movie. And uh, she was doing the, like, all kind of stuff for it. Like, she was going to score it and everything. And the movie never happened, but she gave me a record. And it was kind of, I liked it. And that's, next thing I know... I was in New York City and uh, after that, and with her and Curtis Fuller, who was my favorite trombone player. And Curtis City was passing the baton down to her. And it's like, favorite trombone player just passed the baton down to her. Man for me man, you know stuff like that touches my spirit,
1: yeah what is the best thing about being Dr. John? I don't know, you know
2: I just I just look at it like I guess that I've lived this long and stayed breathing. it's important to me, and uh I don't know what's real important about it beyond that, but it's uh, look at it.
1: For anyone who's watching this, or for anyone who's listening to this, what do you want to say to the audience?
2: Well, you gotta be in season, all in order to catch the right season
1: when it comes. You gotta be in all, all in. My last question. So who is Dr. John? It's a good question.
2: <laughs> i listen. I, I could say a lot of things, but uh, I would say this means back wrapping that, daily Dr. John, whatever way you want to take it. That's who. my middle name, Uncle John. Michael Pearl Rabbitman. What does that all mean? That's my name. But my second name is John. Synonymous with a good time. Hey, you know what? Since I was a kid, I was blessed with listening. I used to stay up all night, listen to all the hip radio shows and all when I was a kid. And now, I don't even get to listen to the radio so much. You know, I get to hear, like my friend Chuck Abdullah uh, came by the gate the other day. And I can him merge the record. Stuff like that. That's weird, you know? Yeah. And he lives somewhere around McCongo, as we used to call it. Macon GA, right?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's what we used to call it. Well, I, I love playing games and games. that's the main thing I love. It's the only thing I know how to do anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, it was a pleasure Same deal. Quick question, your all-time favorite
2: meal? Oh, I love to eat sports.
1: Squirrel brains, is an delicacy to me. I love to you, Squirrel. All right. Thanks so much. Boo-bop-a-ree. Boo-bop-a-shy. A-gi-na-petita-la-ca-si. <laughs> Good-bye food to get gone. Come, diggy, dig it, but I yeah, she, that boy that's
2: suddenly cheek along. Take on some cap, top.
1: to leave a dee ka potty you, goodbye.